Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Hope everybody's been keeping well. I'd just like to welcome you guys to the second season of the Like Minds Life Series. More candid and insightful conversations helping you rethink the way that you do business. Now, for today's first episode, we have Pindile Matroshi. She will be speaking on the topic of attention is the new currency. We speak about all things PR, marketing, and communications related in order to build your brand. Enjoy. Welcome to the Like Minds community, Like Minds family. We're very happy to have you. And yeah, we're all about um, connecting, conversing, and collaborating for the betterment yeah. of, of course, the industry, helping small businesses and entrepreneurs, professionals, basically rethink the way that they do business and just um, the way that they practice. So this conversation, um, of course, isn't in alignment with that. So of course, before we go any further, I'll have to do like a little introduction of you. And of course, I went through your bio and stuff that I got from Isaac, and it was uh, it was really interesting. I was blown away. I was like, okay, you know, normally we have to go through a lot, and then we have like a process. But then I saw your your portfolio and your 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 profile. I was like, oh man, she's done some stuff. You know, she actually has weight behind her because sometimes it's like you get people who who just have like a great following, but you know, don't have the great experience behind it. So. Um, once I stumbled upon your profile from Isaac, I was like, let's give it a go. I'm happy to even make her the first live that we have and to, yeah. <laughs> and also, um, um, since we didn't do this on our platform, happy belated Women's Day. I don't know if that, if that works. Happy Women's Day happy belated because, day. yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. We're in the month of August, so I feel like every day should be our day. Yeah, and I generally, it should be your day every day. It shouldn't just be August. Um, so um, I'm happy with that. Like, I'm all about the female energy um, and having it on our platform and as far as everything that we do. Um, so yeah, I'll just introduce um, the people to who you are. I'll do like a little screen share for those who can see. Um, hold up. I did something really cool. Let me do that. All right. Um, hope you can see that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Pinele, I don't know if I'm saying your your names correctly. You correct me if I'm wrong. Matrashi Mchali. Yes. Right. Yes. Awesome. So, Pinele has got experience in different companies and different reputable agencies, such as Promise. And she's also worked for companies like Sony Music, as you can see. She's had a duration in the game for 10 years plus. Um, she started her company called At Handle in 2015. What they do is public relations, digital marketing, and management. Overall, they call themselves brand communication specialists. They've had clients like Neotel, Samsung, 94.7 Prime Media, Citroen, and Sony Music. And um, under her, the brand management and clients, she has Nadia Nakai, the Major League DJs, and she's also managed um, Family Tree. Uh, and yeah. that's um, basically my intro um, of you. And I okay. hope, yeah, that clarifies pretty much where we're at in terms of you. But I will give you a chance to just like, you know, you know, 
brief everybody just about you, what you've been doing as of recent, especially since, you know, the whole uh, Corona situation and where you're pretty much at before we break into our conversation. Wow. Um, so at the moment for us, it's business as usual, other than events and, uh, you know, being out there, the, the prime or the, the one of our core things is literally management and we do management for Nadia Nakai and uh, we help out other major league and some of the guys at Family Tree and other artists you know that I'm friends with or really familiar with with booking you know so if I have a booking and they say look we're looking for DJs or can you please hook me up with somebody like Teho, then I'll facilitate all of that for all the artists that I am affiliated to. So um, it is business as usual for us, um, other than events and conferencing, you know. Yeah. Um, public situation really did take us a bit back, purely because our majority in the collaborative space. So going through to brands and asking for um, a campaign or the campaign, you know, things have been put on pause purely because um, a lot of brands just be like, budget-wise, no one is sure, you know. Um, they can't li literally throw themselves into a budget that's like one million rand for this period of time, not knowing when COVID is going to end and when we can have physical activations. So I think for us, a really hindering thing was just you know, the people aspect of it. We are very much connected with the people, with the fans, with activations. So yeah, it's been it's been a trying time, but we push on, we try to find plans, we make means and ways in other places. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm glad to hear that, that you guys are still pushing and raising the flag up high in the entertainment sector. Um, so yeah, anyway, shout out to everybody that's um, joining the live. Um, we have so far, we have about three people that are on the, the Zoom conversation with us. Not sure about the other guys on the other platforms, but shout out to everybody who's on our YouTube currently. Everybody's on our Twitter and the people who are on my Facebook page. Um, you guys can, of course, if you're on YouTube, do like or subscribe to our page. If you're on Twitter, um, please do follow us. Um, yeah. Um, besides that, we can start. Um, the conversation is around, is attention the new currency? And I really thought, um, funny enough, um, I did create this topic or it was thought around um, you, actually. <laughs> you know, funny enough. Um, we were like, okay, based on your, your profile, your portfolio experience, this would make sense because um, a lot of the time, um, I would imagine in your field, you would have to, um, you know, manage the attention and manage um, what kind of communications go through or um, what do you call, which are, are kind of like aligned with your clients. You know what I mean? Like, for example, how much attention do you get onto Nadia Nakai? What kind of deals? You know, how do you keep her in the game? That sort of thing. So that's why we kind of, um, I was kind of like, you know, excited to do this topic with you because I feel like you'd be definitely, um, yeah, someone who we could have that uh, a good conversation with around that. So my first question would be that, what does attention mean for you um, in this social world as far as your work goes? Okay, so attention for us has become everything, you know, um, based on whatever industry that you are in. Um, we're majority entertainment and music space, um, events as well. Even the clients that 
not so much um, artists per se, um, but if you look at things like sports scene or um, Reebok, you know, the whole point is to drive the attention to the brand, to the product or whatever they're selling at that moment in time in order for you to make sales, right? Yeah. So um, attention is very powerful. It really, really is a powerful, um, what, what do you call it? It's a powerful thing right yes, now. Yes, it definitely but, is. I feel like more than attention, it's connection. You know, um, yeah. we've met to work with clients and people and artists all over South Africa. And there's nothing more easy than somebody who understands that you as an individual need to pay attention first in order to create the attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, very easy to put product and say, okay, this is my album or this is my single or my music video. Everybody pay attention. Go like, go buy, go stream, and, and, and without you actually investing the time and paying attention to the people who are actually viewing and streaming and um, buying whatever products that you have. So I'm going to use Nadia as a prime example because she is um, my prime artist. Um, at the moment, I'm not working with any other musical artists except for Nadia. And I use her a study case when it comes to topics like this because it really is special and um, our messages are literally um, they play out you know whatever we feel and whatever the strategy may be they play out genuinely when it comes to somebody like Nadia and it's a great example because we have a lot of people who want to understand how to build a brand how to create the attention and I think she's done a very good job I think we also have done a very good job with placing her in a place where it's undeniable. You know, yes, the attention definitely. is there, um, the numbers are there, and we'll get into all of that later. But for us, attention is connection, you know. Um, the connection mm -hmm. that she builds with the fans, the connection that she builds with other business partners, because in all of that, we've used collaboration as also one of our basic fundamentals when it comes to business yeah. and I feel like a lot of people take 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 it for granted you know what a collaboration can do instead of seeing somebody as a competitor collaborate with your peers I mean gone are the yeah. days where people are working in islands and isolated um, yeah. and hope you're gonna make it on your own no you need to collaborate be it business-wise or be it creatively you know um, so what attention for us means is collaboration and connection. So would you say that your formula for creating attention is part, I mean, collaboration? Like what is your formula for creating attention actually? Because you, like you said, you've been, you've been able to do such a great job with Nadia. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what is your formula for some people who are listening who are in PR, for example, or who are like in your field and just trying to do um, similar uh, things with different artists, you know what I mean? Like what would the formula be to create that, um, that attention and that hype really? Okay, so because we're using that as an example, I just yeah. want to first highlight that this example, there is no blue, um, you know, formula. There's no, there's no, yeah is the workbook and if you do x b c d you will get the attention or you'll get the success that whatever you envision you know we customize yeah. everything for everyone everyone has a different sort of formula in order to achieve whatever goal you want 
So be it attention, be it you just want to make sales or, you know, you're just trying to get your, your hands into the pie. Um, there's a different formula for everybody. But when it came to Nadia and when it comes to Nadia, I think um, what was very important was for us to understand what the objective was from the beginning. Hey, you are a musician, you are a rapper. So what? You know, we've got so much of the industry saturated right now with um, entertainers, you know, be it Afro soul, be it hip hop, be it R&B, whatever the case may be, it is saturated. So what is the unique selling position? What is the USP? You need to get through it by identifying what the goals are. You know, um, mm -hmm. a lot of people put it in a very short form, but like you need to think of long term, you know. Yeah. So what is we made a three month plan, we made a 12 month plan and we made a five year plan. So yeah. after five years, where do we go then? And that's how you build on your strategy. So I say this everywhere I go, strategy, strategy, strategy. If you literally put down on a piece of paper, black and white, what your strategy is, is then how are you going to get to the objectives? How are you going to get to the goal? And why also? Why do you need to go through certain hoops instead of, you know, a certain direction? direction? Yeah. So um, with Nadia, we literally took who she is. Um, if you guys know who is it's literally plain and simple she's a people's person she loves yeah. people she loves performing for her fans and treats everybody with the same kind of respect with the same kind of care and also um trust you know and mm. it was really for us to link her into brands collaborate brands that have the same kind of ethics and ethos um, and also, it just came out like her fans saying. So I really feel like if you're looking for the attention, pay attention to who you're looking for attention from. You know, who yeah. are those people? What do they resonate with? Because I really feel like as soon as you're in a place where you are craving the attention, you know, you go onto Instagram and you're seeing your other peers are getting like 10 million followers or whatever the case may be that already just restricts your creativity, you know? Yeah, it's really it hard to think thinking in a competitive space than a creative space. And that's why I really felt like, you know what? Collaboration is the way to go. It really is the way to go because you start viewing people in a different light. Instead of seeing people as like your enemies, you see as to how can they help you get to the place where you are? Nadia for me was um, a very easy case purely because of the type of person she is. She loves interacting with, um, you know, her peers and she knows who is gone out of the world. Like somebody like Casper, you know, she'll mm -hmm. say, okay, Casper is like one of my benchmarks as well. And the first thing she did is reach out for a collaboration, reach out for a feature and vice versa. As soon as people see that like, you are this type of person, you become, you know, easy to speak to and easy to access, easy to access and they come to you and like, you know what, love what you did last time, you're as good as your last gig, let's do something else. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so a lot, it really is a lot. I don't think an hour would ever be enough for um, the cats that we yeah. have purely every single category has got its own branches. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. that's why we have to kind of have like a structure of conversation. And I'm sure that's why you're worried when you're like, dude, I understand the topic, but like, what are we going to speak about? Because it's like so broad, right? And it's like, like you said, there's so many branches to it. And um, I like what you just mentioned around, um, you know, having like when, when, when people have pressure from like their you know, from influencers or other people in their network who have like 10 million followers or 100,000 followers. I mean, how in, how important are those, um, I'm actually coining this term, attention metrics, right? How important are attention metrics to one, your audience? Um, mm-hmm. One, uh, for example, your clients, for example, because um, how important is this for businesses as well? You know what I mean? So I want you to first touch on like, how important is this for your audience? you know yeah and and for your brand actually because that's yeah. the essence you know what i mean that's what it is and also like in from a client perspective like how important is that because they must they they definitely do look at things like impressions or what is your reach yeah. how big are you and those okay. sort of things so yeah i think let's just t- touch on both of those things okay so you know the first thing when somebody walks into my office and says, okay, I'm looking for PR yeah. and um, I've got a, a book, I've got a song, I've got an album, or, you know, we've got a new product that's coming out and we're looking for public relations. We need people to know what we're about. We need to get out there and, um, you know, almost take over certain markets or industry or whatever conversation even. Um, and it's very hard to put that objective to a number. You know what I'm saying? And what we've literally done is set out KPIs. And again, you customize your KPIs for each and every um, client. Mm-hmm. Not Nadia won't be the same as, let's say, a sports scene. You know, things that they want compared to what Nadia wants for a certain project, a song, will be different to a corporate, you know? So setting out KPIs, number one, where you're both on the same page to say, okay, in order to get to this goal or this objective, we need, is it 10 TV interviews? And within that 10 interviews, um, who are they? And what are their metrics looking like? You know, um, is it SABC? Is it a community TV show? It matters, you know? So that's how we break it down when we say, what your KPIs are, are literally going to give you some sort of estimate as to what sort of attention you can expect from that, you know. So yeah. we'll literally draw out your KPIs digitally and traditionally. And that's why I was asking you which space you're going into because we could literally go all the way down to your social media, to your traditional PR and your digital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Just on a a measurement scale, it is about your KPI. So if you come through and you say, all right, I've got a single, I've got a project and I want to go gold. What is it going to take for it to go gold? And that's where we set out your KPIs. We say during this week, based on the strategy again, these are the radio interviews that we're going to do. And each radio interview, you measure it and you say, okay, how many listeners do we have at that moment in time when your interview is going to be on, on an estimate? So it's a lot of research, yeah. but it is based on a strategy, based on you saying, okay, cool, this is what I want. And I say, get what you want. These are the type of interviews or the type of posts you're going to have to do. 
if it is digital media that we're talking about, it's now a whole strategy based on what your social media looks like. You're a person who with 500 followers, for example, you can't expect the following day to have 5K, you know? You yeah. really can't. You work it up to a place where you say, okay, cool, because your posts look like this, this is what we have to change. This is the captions. How engaging can we make it be? Are we putting in money so that we can boost it, so that we reach more people and we increase our impressions? Are you asking questions, you know, um, so that you get more engagement? You really can't just be a static um, person and it's literally just like, you know, flat. You need to be a round character because you're a person. Be it a brand, be it a company, whatever, you need to see yourself as a round person. Okay, awesome. Um, I really like what you said because, I mean, in, in simple terms, um, it's how important, I mean, depending on where you want to go, will determine like how important the certain, I mean, how much attention you would need and how important certain metrics are. Like maybe it's not necessary to have a million followers if you're going digital and you're trying to get digital interviews like podcasts or whatever the case is from platforms like this as well. But if you're trying to go to TV, then you'd need a different strategy and you'd, therefore you'd need to build up your brand to a point where um, traditional media things deems you worthy of, 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 yeah. of their platform and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, hence yeah. like only when people blow up or when people um, go viral do like you get, you know, news interviews and stuff like that because they also um, <laughs> banking on the attention that you're bringing to them. So it's like a value for value attention thing going on. So I like what you said around the, the, the I mean, the point of like, it depends where you want to go. You know what I mean? Because yeah. maybe you're just trying to be, um, you're just trying to, you know, be a business guy and reach your clients then maybe you don't need one million followers maybe five thousand is okay for you and yeah but all you need to do is you know it's the quality in the numbers as well you know yeah. um you could have 100 um, million followers but literally 60 percent of those people are either trolls bots you know yeah um, yeah, yeah listening to the message and actually the quality of the audience is what matters the most and all those things can literally be refined and equated to real people. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not just like numbers that are just thrown in the air. You can literally put it down to a single person, what they like, what they look like, where they live, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll give you an example with Nadia, right? Um, we had, or we have a project that's coming out really soon. And we're like, where should we place um, project? You know, should it be just digital? Should it be on something that is premium as DSTP, let's say um, 103, you know, not a lot of people have got channel 103, or should yeah. we get it out the masses where we're putting it on an SAP platform? You look at that and you say, you know what, there's a difference when it comes to this brand. She's hitting the numbers when it comes to, we call it the North, you know? Um, so on Instagram, we're booming. On um, DSTV, the the you know the North channels, if I may, um, <laughs> we're booming. You know, your MTVs and your mm -hmm. Channel O, um, or even your Trace Urbans, you know, we're booming. We're great. So where are we lacking? We're lacking with the masses. So there's a difference with having um, somebody who's 
in a certain niche, you know, and it's not yeah. a bad thing. It isn't a bad thing. If you know what your niche is and you feel like these are my people and I'm going to stick to it, then great, you know, but like, what do you want? What is your objective? You want to get more people. You want to target more people because every time we go to the hood, for, for example, and um, we do a gig in um, Lord mm -hmm. Kimberly somewhere, you know, yeah. The stadiums are packed. The conference rooms are packed to like, you know, and we just like, but where are these people? Because where are we paying our attention? We're literally paying attention to what has made us feel like you've made it. When there's like a million other people who like love you, but they don't have the same access to your content. So let's mm -hmm. take this part put it on something that is going to allow us to engage with the masses. So that's exactly what I mean with paying attention to who you want and also paying attention to what are the objectives of everything that I'm doing. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, those are valid points. Like, I mean, even in that, uh, that statement that you just made, it is an opportunity for any brand or business. It's like, okay, knowing that there's a million people that don't have access, maybe stop focusing on the people that you think you should have and focus on the people that you already have. So yeah. maybe have a partnership with a, um, a department of digital in the government, for example, that will allow, you know, um, them to distribute screens or internet or whatever the case is to um, the specific area so that they can stream into your content. Because I think um, a lot of the time we're just focused on like, okay, I want those type of people. But what about the people that you already have? You know, they always say, take care of what you have before looking out. And, and most yeah. people usually, especially with brands and businesses, we make the mistake of like, just, you know, trying to get that, you know, portion as, as opposed to taking care of your people. So I think yeah. on that, um, very important. Um, I just wanna, um, it's not really an ad break, but just um, um, while we're here, I just like to say um, special shout out to everybody who's watching this. Um, I see some commotion on Twitter and I think on Facebook as well. Um, yeah. Good commotion uh, of that. Can they hear us? <laughs> I think they can because um, I'm not getting any like um, bad news. Um, but I would like to say if anybody has any questions, um, please leave that towards the end. Please send your questions and we will be able to get them if it's via Facebook, Twitter, or um, on, um, what's the face? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, yes. You send your questions through, we'll be able to read some of those if you do have any um, for, for Pindi towards the end of, of, of the discussion, um, yeah. So on the next point, um, what I do want to talk about is let's talk about creating buzz, right? Um, we, we, we basically spoke about this. Um, it's really the same word, attention, um, versus um, organic growth. Uh, organic growth. So the difference between virality, going viral, and growing your brand organically. Do you believe in a balance or do you stand on one side? What do you value and what is your opinion around that? Okay, so for me, um, I do believe in a balance. You know, I, I don't believe in um, buying numbers um, or buying people rather, because that's exactly what we're saying, right? If you yeah. buy followers or you buy views, you're buying people. So I don't believe in that. Um, I think I believe in a balance 
and I believe in organic growth because I feel like that's the truest kind of growth, you know, the real type of growth, you know, this sleeping and one day you are a one million, hundred million followers, like out of the blue into the purple, it doesn't last for long. Easy come, easy go, you know, mm -hmm. um, or campaign or should your song go viral? Great. Is it organic? Yes. Great. You know, um, but it's not something that I feel like brands, especially individual brands like artists should thrive yeah. for. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, attention is very addictive. You know, yeah, it the definitely same is, especially with what you see on Twitter. <laughs> Say again? I'm saying especially with what you see on Twitter. Like attention yeah. is definitely like one of them. <laughs> yeah. I the other day, they're like, show us your most famous tweet, you know, and people yeah. are like literally commenting that I said this once and it went viral. Oh my God. And I'm just like, oh, it's a dangerous space to play in because as soon as um, you don't get those likes and those likes start degracing. It's like nobody likes me anymore or, yeah. or there's, a new, there's a new kid in the block and that makes you what, like irrelevant? No, you know? So I do believe in organicness of your, your followers because in between um, whatever you, you stimulate and um, the response, there's always a space in the middle, you know? And that space is for an individual to make a choice. And in that space, that's when they decide whether they like you or they don't like you. And I just really believe that that whole formula can be very destructive for people who are in a creative space because you start working on attention more than your talent and more than your creativity. And that is why we're seeing so many of the same thing being repeated over and over and over again. I mean, we can only take so many cooking shows on Instagram. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That, okay, cool. I can I can work with this, you know. And also, only so much uniqueness, um, you know, that I can take personally as somebody who's like always on my phone. You know, when you try too hard, it already just comes out. So wrong you know and also distasteful and the talent element also just goes up the window because you literally want to look like the last person who got that one million um mark on their video you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so being organic being authentic um being as true to your brand as possible and you know um really reaching out into your creative space and bring out a product that is worth listening to or worth, you know, consuming for me will always be top tier because that brings on timeless stuff, you know, and it grows as much as you release it today and only had 10K followers or whatever, it grows because of the way that you had placed it into the market. It grows mm. organically to a point where it's timeless and our kids later on will be like, wow, they were actually on to Instead of mm. something that you paid five million for, it went viral. The following day, there was something new. What's the impact? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really tough. I mean, if, even if you think about it, like back in the day, there were always artists that had one hit wonders. Like, I mean, if you think about that global hit, that, um, what is it? His name was Sai, the, the, the Asian guy. His name was, he did that song, Gangnam Style. 
Like he oh, yeah. was so big, they flew him to America. He was part of the awards, and then yeah. gone. He's probably like working for his dad's company in China or something now, and he's probably because, forgotten all about music. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it wasn't sustainable. You just blew up. You did something that wasn't, you know, true to the culture or true to yourself, and and, and true to the brand of, of 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 what music is about or the culture of what music is about. And yeah, you just came in at the right time with the right glitch yeah. or whatever the case is, and then you're gone. And I mean, there's so many um, people in the last 10 years who have come up, come with hits, and now today they're no longer here because there wasn't like you know a process, there wasn't any building. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. building a beautiful mansion on a very weak foundation. You know what I mean? It looks great, but tomorrow it's not going to be there. You know what um. I mean? Yeah, and I think um, somebody else that I'm also working with, her name is Manfi, Manfi Powell. He's on 94.7. We're currently yeah. also doing bookings, admin, and um, some PR as well, you know. Oh, if yeah. you look at Korea, it literally did this, and it's carrying on, you know, on the gross market, you know, it's, it's going up. You know, she started somewhere, which was community, went up to a YFM, went up to um, 94.7. And right now, the trajectory is just up and up, purely yeah. because nothing was forced. You know, she is who she is. Either you like it or you don't like her, it's fine. Because the people who do like her are literally keeping her alive, you know. And also shows the people like DJ Fresh that she's working with. You look at these people's careers. I'm not talking about jobs. I'm talking about careers. They started somewhere where they felt like, um, you like me or you don't. What I'm not going to do is sell out and like put labels and money to things that like have got nothing to do with me. You know, I me mean, do what I have to do and just like go up. At that, just need to understand who are your people because all those markets were different when she was in community, when she was on YFM. She did um, some TV stuff as well. All those marks different, but then the people who actually supported her were the people who naturally loved her. And now she's just great, bigger base. And that's it for me. Yeah. And I mean, um, just on that, I'd also like to touch on, I think the sun has given me a glare. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, just on that. Um, what did I want to say now? Uh, train of thought, come back, come back, come back. Oh, yes, um, on collaborations, um, but in, in alignment with attention, right? I really want to speak about um, like how important it is to choose the right collaborators because collaboration can really be with anybody, you know what I mean? Where, for example, um, um, yeah. Yeah, there are just bad collaborations out there. I can't think of um, some at the top of my mind, but like, I just want you to stress how important it is for you to have the right collaborations. Because even with, with, for example, Nadia, um, your case study, she was able to collaborate with the right brands. Like um, currently the, the clothing label brand um, collaboration thing that you've got going on, that was really dope and was authentic. And you've got a lot of people wearing the Praga label currently. I've seen in the streets or whatever the case is. And it's, it's, it's worked well with the brand and nobody was on some. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> She's forcing, you know what I mean? So I really want to... You know what I mean? Because had it been anything else or too far-fetched and something that didn't fit in with her brand, it would have 
worked it wouldn't have worked out so well and it would have done so badly for her brand and her head, her attention so i really want yeah. to stress um how important it is to have Yo, i can't i can't stress how important this is you know when they say brand alignment and it goes to your every every level of what your business is about you know um yeah. even with agencies like mine you know um companies like mine the people that we choose to work with are literally there because we chose to either say yes or nah because we don't want to be in a certain space because we don't want to be seen in a certain way because that's not who we are you know um as an individual before you even a brand or whatever think about it like this if you were to go to um a certain place where they sell food and sell drinks and you know outside it looks very pretty whatever and you get there and you're being served things that are just like half assed and you just like no this is not me i don't belong here what do you do you exit left you know so with Nadia and all the other people that we work with it was really really important for us but it is really important for us to look at the brand and say how do they represent themselves and within that how do i fit in and do i fit in and more than me do my fans fit in because my fans are literally going to buy my name you know they're not just buying this because sports city is selling it no they're buying it because my name is there you know yeah. so it's really for you to see yourself within some big company and see your fans and people who actually consume your products in their company as well it literally becomes a brand partnership for all of us the people who are buying are selling so yeah. with um Reebok with Sportsing and other people we've worked with we become a family it literally becomes so natural because from day 1 we can almost tell yeah these are my people and i'm very happy here you know yeah. and uh, if it's not it really isn't maybe a once off and yes sometimes you'll have things you just like hey that was a bad move but just dust your behind and move on but the ones that belong to you and belong to your consumers you will see it like that i'll give you an example with sportsing sportsing yeah. we walked there and we thought we we're going to do just two drops it was a 12 month contract six months one drop um next month they can drop and we're out right yeah because the relationship and the collaboration made so much sense um the clothes is sold out in a few you know few weeks of them being in store and they were just like look we've got this relationship going again let's do another one let's do another one to a point where they were like actually here's the contract you say yes or no because we love your stuff as soon as you're tired you tell us okay stop i'm tired but we're not tired of you so carry on you know because it's that's special. awesome it really is awesome and just having that type of um relationship with a brand is so important because not only will they do um a certain job for you they go over and beyond the same way you as a brand need to go over and beyond and i feel like yeah. a lot of art a lot of brands don't understand that because you feel like because they pay you a certain amount you must do a certain amount but i'm telling you as soon as you go over and beyond for people who do the same for you even if they don't at the beginning fine but as soon as you turn around and you build the trust you build the respect and you do the most 
they do the most for you too. And sporting is one of those examples. They've literally done the most for us. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think um, that that is like legit a great case study, especially for this entire conversation, because it literally deals with every um, part of attention and, and how you manage it and that sort of thing. And like what's bad for you and what isn't bad for you. So I think um, people should look at Nadia's brand really closely, especially if they're looking to see about, you know, I mean, learn about it, how, how her attention is being managed and what collaborations is she doing? Because I haven't seen her do anything, you know, um, as um, to this point or this far, at least, you know, from, from a professional perspective or from like just getting your bag perspective. But yeah, as we're on getting the bag, um, do you do any influencing yourself? Like, I don't. <laughs> so why not? It's <laughs> so easy to preach this message, but it's hard to practice when you are the implementer and the executor so doing it yourself um you know i'm not gonna lie to you i hate being in front of the camera i hate um you know having to pose and post and tag and watch because i'm, yeah. I'm just <laughs> it comes as a shock to me sorry for judging but <laughs> it does like <laughs> you seem like the kind who would want to be on camera quite often so uh no I'm That's not, why I was like, don't you do it? Plus you're following on the gram. I was like, okay, she's an influencer numbers. So she probably does, you know, especially with your relationships work-wise. Yeah. No, I endorse the things that I love endorsing. I endorse the things that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And it's never for, well, till this point, it's never been for a brand um, at all. Purely because like, um, I just feel like there needs to be some sort of separation between management and the artists, you know. Um, Those lines are very blurred in our industry. And I'd hate to be one of those people. Um, My artists will tell you as well that like these type of texts, they literally give me anxiety and palpitation texts, you know, because I'm just like, ah. But in my office, one-on-one, me and you, oh wow, you know, we're conquering. But as soon as it comes to thing i don't know i'm just comfortable with being behind the scenes i'm comfortable with giving the advice i'm comfortable with executing the strategy more than i am being the strategy <laughs> i see and that's why i'm like look you've got the energy and i mean influencing sometimes um i guess we have kind of butchered the idea and the concept of influencing we constantly think about people who are at restaurants you know modeling watches and stuff and sometimes it can literally be as simple as you know um water i just drink water it's what i do i work out that's my thing and you know that's what it is and that could be influencing but um anyway but since you don't do it (laughs) yeah i don't want the attention i don't want the attention like i love I love being the gene lasagna and just moving silence, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, look, I understand because um, like you, I actually personally don't like um, influencing. I'd rather be influential. It's, it's a difference, yeah. you know? I'd rather be someone yeah. who does things that people look up to and want to follow in that direction, but not because that's my way of, of, of you know, being or making money and that's not shade on influencers. I believe if that's your thing, that's your thing. 
And if it isn't your thing, it, it quite isn't, you know. I'm also like behind the camera um, mostly. I mean, if it, if it wasn't like up to like me not having anybody, if I had someone to do this, uh, I probably would have been like, dude, you do that, I'll control everything behind the scenes. But it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But now it's like, you know what, you gotta do what you gotta do. But other than that, um, um, influencing, but you do manage influences though, right? I don't know if I saw that um, in your profile. Yes and no. Um, recently, we've just signed on a, a fitness influencer. Um, oh. He's in search. And the only reason why I was so compelled to work with him is because of the actual work that he does. It's not based on the numbers, you know, it's not based on Instagram. He's over 10K and on, you know, no, it's literally because of the work that he actually does as a fitness um, influencer. Um, he's, a, he's a celebrity fitness trainer, yes. But um, the work that he's doing for the community, you know, just teaching people how to eat healthy with less than 400 grand. You know what I mean? Those things mean a lot to me because I understand how food is so expensive, man. They say eat clean, eat clean. And you're just like, mm, do you know how much flax seeds are? Like, it's expensive. But he'll show you a way of incorporating things that you have already that you just didn't know into your diet and being healthy and also teaching the community, especially communities that are, you know, are not so privileged to have a um, wellness market now and then, you know, yeah. or go with this came and you do most of your shopping there. This came and expensive, you know? So yeah, is, I love what he does, and that's why I'm working with him. When it comes to other influencers, I work with them in campaigns, you know. Um, oh. But I don't like one influencer or a specific influencer. I literally work with brands. I mean, okay, I have one more question around the whole attention thing. Um, so as far as another thing I saw in your, your, your profile um, was that you do a lot of like sponsorships for or procurement for um, brands or the people that you work with, which I found very interesting. Um, we actually had a conversation about that last year uh, when we could still see people <laughs> and um, would have been interesting if I had known you then um, probably would have been a much more interesting conversation because I want to know page going across the page saying go to you bye and then go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what, what i wanted to speak about um was like what kind of metrics do or what kind of attention do sponsors look for um before sponsoring something like typically like say for example if i wanted sports scene or an alcohol brand or, or something like what do people take me and typically use because yeah, I think a lot of people have a lot of like confusion around like that. Is it an attention thing? Is it knowing how to do it thing? Like what 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 really is the root? So if you can leave us with that, Jim, um, I'll be happy. Different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah. Some people, yes, they do want the attention. They'll look at your Instagram page and say, okay, cool. He's sitting on one million followers. The engagement is pretty high reach is high, impressions are high, the insights are good, you know? Some people do look at it, but then some other people say, um, we're looking for you because you are literally going to introduce us to a market that we don't necessarily have on our side, you know? Yeah. So with uh, sponsorship um, 
trying to acquire sponsorship is various um, things that come into play. But the most important thing for me when I'm looking for a sponsor for a client, um, even you, let's say you're one of my clients, like mine, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, is we look at what your objectives are. And because we already like got relationships in and around the industry already, be it alcohol, be it FMCG, be it um, digital technology, whatever the case may be, telecoms even, we know at that moment in time what their objectives are, you know. So, for example, if MTN is saying, listen, our music app is not doing as well as we want, or even Huawei, they've got like a music and gallery app and they've got it in the phone, but they're just saying like, we're not hitting those numbers because we don't have a certain thing. What is that thing? And that's where we put our minds and we apply ourselves and say, okay, cool. If you were to say, okay, like minds, you guys are a, a digital and um, visual podcast. If we were to put your whole platform into a MTN music play, you know, what will that do for one another? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's about the objectives that the type of brands that you be looking for, what are they currently looking for? Don't give them solutions to problems that they don't have. You know, everybody literally sends the same proposal to the same people to say, I'm looking for 1 million rand because I want to do a festival in um, F&B Stadium. Yes, you and like 100 million other people around you, you, you know what I mean? But like, what problem have you solved for us? You know, because that's not our problem. Our problem for exposure, for example, like saying that, yeah, we'll give you branding all across the stadium, whatever. They don't have a problem. Everybody knows as soon as they see their logo, they know exactly who we are. So we don't have the problem. So what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. So we work backwards more than like what the usual way would be. You go to the brand first, you find out what problems we are, let's solve for that and also solve for you. Okay. Um, I don't know if I should be selfish and go forward or we should do a Q&A. Okay, fine. Let's just do the Q&A because it's for the people. Um, and then I think we'll have a separate conversation because I'm actually, um, we are looking for someone with your expertise. So great. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have someone from YouTube, uh, Tiamo Bonyane, right? Um, Q&A. She asks, what is the strategy in terms of brand partnership with Reebok? Is, Bra is the Braga line going to move over in the future, seeing that Nadia is the brand ambassador? Oh. She says she loves the interview. She's loving the interview. Hi, Tiamo. Um, you're very much in line with Nadia because asking questions like that, you must know something. Um, yeah. So, we can't say as yet <laughs> we can't say as yet when it comes to nadia actually having her own line with reebok or her own shoe or whatever the case may be at the current moment she is the lead um, ambassador for reebok especially female um because that's exactly what they're pushing right now their objective is to penetrate the female market more than it is the male market so that's why she is yeah. lead right now but because of the type of people um, we are and they are, um, the canvas is really blank. You know, we've got a lot of things to play with. Before COVID even hit, um, our plans were really cuteless. But um, we're yeah. finding other 
we're finding other ways because it needs to make business and financial sense for everybody you know you can't spend on something and then the government says it's closed then you like have lost money so we're just yeah. waiting for a few more doors to be open and a lot to happen i can promise you Awesome. So she's answered on that. Um, she did ask one more question. I mean, for if there's anyone on Facebook, um, I mean, or on the other channels, um, I hear that the, the YouTube has been giving a little bit of issues. Um, we will fix that now. But we do have another question um, from her again. She says, um, which campaign have you worked with that you feel drew the most attention or awareness? And was the most fun to work on and what did you learn from the experience um i think to date sports scene has been one of the best um purely because we got so entrenched to a point where like you see the stitching that you see here like nadia pose every single thing we went to factories in um london madagascar mauritius just to go choose material to go choose what the label at the back you know what it would look like the seaming at the bottom what it you know how everything you know so it was also we did like an extensive trend research program um in london where we were literally looking at all the trends in all the stores in london because they're like ahead of us um so being there was like a you know it was like a time warp because we're just oh my god we're literally in the future because we're going to take all of this stuff and take it from zanzi and it's probably going to take two years until they even get it you know what i'm saying so for me that was the sports scene collaboration and campaign has been amazing and just the way it's unfolded is a blessing it really is a blessing yeah awesome well yeah. there she has it i'm sure she's happy with that answer as she said she's I loving it anymore i'll just find out if we have any more um questions and then yeah um, but yeah, look, um, what I do want to ask was also like, um, how was your experience um, in like the UK? As far as I, I know that I also read somewhere that you were literally like, you know, starting the market in different countries and different continents, something like that, which is of course the UK. And I'm, I'm, I've just forgot off the top of my head where else we, were you? And like, what did you see that was different in terms of the way they do things um, as far as entertainment and brands and all of that stuff yeah um you know there's a few things they do differently like from us but one or two of the things you can really um you know commend the globe on first i think we lost it for a second or have we lost me um Give us a second, guys. Not sure what's happening. Um, yeah, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out from her. Whoa, okay, this sucks. Uh, and we're just getting to the nice stuff. <laughs> Um, 
Okay. I'll try and admit her again. Give me a second, guys. Well, guys, um, you know how digital is. Ah, sorry, I muted myself. You know how digital is. Um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. So um, I hope everybody has enjoyed the conversation so far. I'll just give her another two minutes to find out if it's a network thing or her battery died or whatever the case is, if we can readmit her into the conversation. But other than that, um, it's been a fantastic conversation. If you guys have, oh, She's back, back in action. Right. But please keep those questions coming in. And then, yeah, uh, you. <laughs> I can't. What happened? My phone was too hot. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Damn, that that technology guys. So this is exactly why I much prefer like the physical the physical being like physically there, having an actual live event, and then none of this happens. I mean the worst that could happen is like a microphone going off, but other than that, you still have the conversation. You know what I mean? People don't just you yeah. know, disconnect. <laughs> but phone is too hot and went onto emergency services. So sorry guys, I'm back. All right, cool. Um, by the way, guys, the conversation will be uploaded later for those who um, have to be elsewhere or just checking in or whatever the case is. You will find it on YouTube we will, um, because we are recording this now. So it will be on YouTube. We will drop like um, little edits on, on, on Twitter. We'll also drop something on our IGTV. Um, I'll also put something on, on my Instagram if you follow me. Um, I'll put something on, um, there'll be something on the Like Minds page as well. The, the full length ones will also be, will be on YouTube though. We'll also have some on our podcast um, because yeah, we run this at the same time as our podcast, but yeah. Uh, because someone asked. So there's another question. Um, what would the best brand, what would be the best brand to partner with um, based on the, cur the current COVID situation that could, could, could sustain the momentum you've already built? Um, for me personally, or yeah. like for an maybe or what? Wasn't specified. Um, um, okay, I'll tell you though, as an artist, I think 
the best brands to collaborate with right now are brands that um, are essential brands because we all know that they are still, you know, booming, especially like pharmaceutical brands. Um, everybody is still like business as usual. The ones that are terrible to work with right now are um, alcohol brands because of the way the government literally turns it on and off, on and off, literally like a light, you know. Yeah. You can't even plan the next three months because you never know um, when it will be off again. So when, um, the alcohol sector was, yeah. you know, left. It was a big sigh of relief, especially for us hip hop um, members, you know, because we were just like, okay, cool. Now we can get into strategy again. And it's really, yeah, this year has been a joke. It really is a joke because there's nothing you can plan because nothing is for sure and our world is uncertain. But I'd say, um, FMCG brands, um, all your food brands, all your pharmaceuticals, your technology brands right now, it's a good time to collaborate with. But also, they're also on the lookout for fishing campaigns, you know, because a lot of people just want to make a buck right now. It's exactly what I'm talking about when I say that grow a natural, long-term relationship with somebody because in times like this, this is where they should come through for you and say, it's okay, you're going to eat, we're going to work, and we'll be fine, you know? But these day one to day three, and it's done. It's literally, yeah. Yeah, you can't do much. No, yeah. Okay, I mean, I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head with that one. Brands that you can work with, brands that you can't work with. Of course, um, based on what you're saying, and what I got is um, try to work with brands that aren't um, as affected um, by COVID and regulations than brands that yeah. are like um, not alcohol, as you said, anything alcohol is bad. So it's yeah. bad. And yeah, um, I'm not yeah. sure what else is on the list, but yeah. In that breath, Matthew, I also want to say that like, um, just because we're going through what we're going through right now, um, yeah. for managers and directors out there, um, don't ignore people who can't do anything for you right now because this is going to end. And the yeah. first people they're going to out to is the people who supported them through this tough time, you know. Yeah. As much as um, they're under a ban, they're also suffering. So vice versa, I have to put it out there friends, where you can help artists and people who are literally staying at home because they can't go to events and make their, you know, living like usual. Support them because you're also going to need them as soon as this is over. You're going to be calling on us and say, "Yo, give me this person for a discounted rate," you know. And I'm yeah. just like, "Let's be, let's be family, guys, and let's work with one another because when this ends, it's another world. Because right now we're in another new normal, but as yes. soon as it ends, it will be the new normal again as well. We won't go back to what we used to be. It will be something else." Exactly. There'll be new players, new relationships, new people, new everything. So, yeah. Yeah, so let's take care of one another from brand artists yeah. to management. Awesome. And also you guys, guys were in the media space, you know. Yeah. Um, you for everything that you guys are doing because you are actually keeping a lot of artists busy, alive and mentally sane. Because they come onto platforms like this and have a chat, you know, with their fans and with you guys. So, thank you to you guys too. Yeah, um, we appreciate you for being on here. 
And um, yeah, I, I'm so happy we did this. It was a very engaging conversation. I definitely learned a thing or two. Uh, we'll definitely speak about some of the stuff offline, but I am grateful. I'm thankful that we were able to bring this together. Thank Isaac for throwing you my way. It was, it was <laughs> a good sense. This was a great conversation yeah. overall. Um, I'm happy. We've definitely come to the end um, of the conversation. It's actually um, past the the one hour mark we agreed not to go over because otherwise we'll have a, <laughs> a very long conversation and broke conversation and i'm sure we could <laughs> probably do that offline but i yeah. do want to say thank you from behalf of the like minds team and also everybody else that was watching thank you guys and yeah thank you bindi for specifically agreeing to do this so yeah i think yeah that will be that will be all for the conversation and yeah uh, I would like to say cheers, <laughs> and that's it. Bye. Thank you very much. Let's chat. Yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Oh yeah, where okay. can people find you? Yes, before you. you oh yes. yes. Um. So my company is called At Handle, and um, my email address is pindile at at handle. That's here. That's it. Um. I'm Atroshi on um, Twitter and Instagram, and then on Facebook, I'm pindile matroshi mchali, and um, yo, you'll find me. Hey. <laughs> you <Yeah>. open me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, I'll make sure to also put that in our videos and stuff. What's up? Okay, cool. Wow. Just don't put my cell phone number in. Uh, okay. Definitely not. <laughs> all right. Um, and that's all we have for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on all our social medias to get alerts on this type of content at like minds tribe visit our website to sign up to be part of our community it's www.likemindstribe.co.za and that's all from me your host matthew rolls signing up <laughs>